The Money Show. Small business. Hunt and shoot and fish. And what are we doing tonight, Pablo Fatidi? Is it Auric Business Accelerator? <laughs> we, we are going to go hunting, fishing and farming, Bruce, not shooting. Farming. Oh, good. <laughs> at this point in time. I had such a fascinating discussion with um, a bunch of, I think there was about 23, 24 business owners. It was an online event yesterday. And we were talking about how do you how do you actually get your product to market? And Bruce, these are seasoned business owners. And, you know, I guess the average size of business there was a, a 70, 80 million rand business. So seasoned, experienced, well-established. And we landed up speaking about something that, you know, normally one would take so for granted. It, it was all premised on a, a statement that was made by a very, very wise man, a very wise man. He was a poet. He was an essayist. He was a founding father of the United States. He was actively anti-Britain, anti saying we need to create an independent republic. We need to have an independent country away from Britain. And his name was Rolf Waldo Emerson. <laughs> and he was quipped, saying, build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. And in 1770, he was right, because there were very, very few products out there in the world. And if you had a product, people did beat a path to your door. But in today's environment... Everyone's got the same product. So how do you hunt? How do you fish? And how do you farm new customers? Because if you don't get that right as a business owner, you don't grow. Okay. How, let's, go, let's go fishing. Let's go hunting. Let's go farming. Maybe you want to break it up into chunks. Uh, pick your poison. Which way, where do you want to go first? Okay. So the first thing I'd like to do, and I say this with, with very deep and profound reverence and respect for Ralph Waldo Emerson, I need to correct his quote, and I'd rather, in today's world, we use the quote by saying, if you have a good mousetrap, you need to beat a path to your customer's door. It's the other way around. If we're going to use this analogy, and let's use this analogy across the, the fishing sector, there are a number of different ways that you can fish. The first thing you have is trawling, and you can trawl. That's where the boat goes into the water, goes into the middle of the ocean, and it either casts out a big net, which it drags behind, and collects anything and everything that comes into the mouth of the net. Or you can trawl using lures. And lures are those little plastic fish that you pull behind on a fishing rod. And those lures are designed to catch very particular species of fish. So if you know what species of fish you're looking for, you get the appropriate lure. That's what fishing is all about. If we carry on with this analogy and we say we're going to hunt for fish, well, that's the hard end of the game. That's where you, you climb into the water with the spear gun and your snorkels and your goggles and your, your fins or your flippers. You go splashing around in the water. You dive down beneath the waves and into the rocks and you hold your breath and desperately hope to find a fish that you can bring home and put on the dinner table. And then the last part of the analogy, which is the farming, is imagine you have a big dam You've caught fish, but they're not quite ready yet to harvest. You put them into the dam and you feed them until they fatten up. And when they're fattened up, they're nice, ripe and ready. And in business speak, those three activities make up the three most essential parts of business success. They make up marketing, they make up sales, and they make up business development. And Bruce, all three of those are fundamentally different from each other Yet all three of them have to work together 
if in a zero growth economy like we have, you want to stay ahead, get ahead, or just simply maintain what you have. Okay, now uh, you've got to make it also, I think, possible, make it easy even for your customer to buy from you, don't you? I mean, it, it, this, you know, so many people sort of like go, okay, fine, I've got the widget, the product, the whatever it might be. Um, now, where are my customers? Why do they not? Why are they not coming? Where are these people? So, you know, the, the kind of, the theory says that there are three things you've got to get right. The first thing is you've got to make your customers aware of you. The second thing is you've got to help them make, you've got to help them inform themselves, educate themselves sensibly enough to get to a point where they then want to buy what you have to offer. And this goes right back to one of the big issues that we have been banging on about for 10 years now, and that is, who is your customer? What was so interesting about a lot of these folks yesterday, they've got wide ranges of services, wide ranges of products. And yet still, Bruce, when you go into a website to one of these businesses and you see that they offer products into 15 different industries, it almost suggests that what you are thinking of is what Ralph Waldo Emerson said in 1770. I've got a great product. I'm going to put it onto the website and hopefully people will come to me for it. The process of marketing is to turn on and say, no, hang on a minute. You can't be all things to all people because you run the risk then of becoming nothing to everyone. So let me rather choose three industries. Let me understand how they behave in terms of understanding the problem that emerges for them that my product or service can solve. And that piece, if I get that piece right, that's the beginning of creating a system of marketing to allow marketing to do its job, which is to tell those individuals that A, they have a problem, the problem comes about in a manner that you understand, and you have products and solutions that are able to solve those problems. And you do so through thought leadership, talking about your successes, talking about your failures, because in failures, they're learnings. Through those learnings and failures, should they come across that material, perhaps on social media or on radio for that matter, they then understand that you understand the deeper problems that they face. And it starts to build a familiarity with the brand yeah. and a comfort with who you might be and that you are a player in the space of solving that particular problem for them. Okay, so awareness is fine. No, yeah, that's that's fine. That's awareness. But you also need business development. I mean, you need the solution needs to be up and ready and you know, ready for distribution. Completely. And you know, Bruce, this is the area where I think most businesses suffer. And the reason is that business development crosses the bridge between marketing, which is creating awareness, and sales, which is all about the transaction. That's about closing the deal. And business development is, the, the reason people are reluctant to do it is because it takes time. I mean, imagine this. Imagine, imagine if sales is the process of planting a seed on ground, right? You plant the seed in the ground with a view for it to shoot a root and produce a leaf and a plant and a fruit, whatever the case may be. Business development is a process of tilling the soil. 
It's the process of plowing the soil. It's the process of feeding the fish and getting them nice, ripe, and ready for plucking. It feeding is, them? Hold on a second. You, you mi- you're, mix, you're mixing your food sources here. Your fish ready for plucking. <laughs> when last did you fillet a fish? <laughs> okay, With scaling. scaling and skinning. Okay, geez, like, you think I'm not listening. I'm Filleting. <laughs> Filleting Getting it fish. nice, ripe, and ready. Yes. And, and it takes time. It takes time. It takes time to get um, the potential customers that you want who are aware of you but don't see a need for you right now or who are aware of you but already have one of your competitors' products or services doing the job that they believe they need your product or service to do. It is, it is a nurturing process and it it requires a lot of sophistication. It is a, it's the difficult end of the game. And as the business owner, you're paying your individuals, your team to do business development, but yet you need to pay them at the end of the month. And business development might take two, three, four, five, six months. It's a relationship building process. It is a nurturing process. You're working with your potential customers to help them even understand that they need you before they realize that they need you. You're eliciting <laughs> business and competing with yeah. solutions already in place. And people can go, well, say, so marketing's job is sales, right? No. The, the, the disciplines <laughs> of marketing and sales are completely and utterly different. And, and the, the skill sets and the requirements of the individuals who are going to do those different functions are different as well. Unless you have somebody who's capable of multitasking and can do both, which is unusual. But how does uh, uh, marketing, if marketing is about, about awareness and business development is about ensuring that the leads are ripe and ready for filleting or plucking or whatever, <laughs> whatever you're having for supper. The job of sales is to close. The job of sales is to do the deal. Very much so. The job of sales is to conclude the transaction. And if you think about it, and when you look at when you look across business, the process of sales is very much about understanding how to engage with a lead or potential client or a potential customer that now, through the process of business development, has recognized and realized that what you have to offer could be of value to them, despite the fact that they have one of your competitors' products or services. Business development has helped them see that you offer more value. In other words, you do the same thing either at a better price or for the same price you do and deliver a lot more value to them. And the job of sales is to then start managing all the objections. And, you know, across the board, I'm not sure we've done a show on this. It would be such an such a valuable show to do. Across the board, there are essentially five objections that people experience in the process of selling. It's either I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I don't have the need, I don't have the urgency, or I don't trust you just yet. The don't trust you part means completed its process. Sales is about understanding what those objections would be, raising the objections ahead of time, and moving that discussion towards the delivery of a service and a contract and a transaction. They are the people who deliver the final blow before the fish is put into the pan to feed the family this evening. 
Okay, I think we've got to the final, to the end of the meal. And, and, we, and we've, we've stayed on fish. Good, because you can't mix your proteins. It's a bad idea. But that, that, that's so important. The job of marketing, the job of business development, the, the job of sales are fundamentally different propositions, Pablo. And I, I think how to navigate those things that people object to is a good topic. Maybe that's for next time. Pablo Fatitis at Auric Business Accelerator. <laughs>